Hello, villager. You're listening to Brewster's Roost, an Animal Crossing podcast. It's time to grab your favorite blend of coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, villager. My name is Brewster, and I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Brewster's Roost, an Animal Crossing podcast. This is episode number 24 for June 2020, and the title of this show is Back to Basics. So it's easy to forget that every time an Animal Crossing game comes out that a ton of new players are introduced to the series. Yes, I know a lot of us have been playing since the beginning, so we know a lot of the tips and tricks. But we can't forget, at one point, we were all new to the series as well. And also, back then, we had to figure a lot of the stuff out for ourselves. So I just want to take a little time out of this episode to highlight some of the basic things that a new player to the series might not know. I'm going to go over them in a bit, but for now, I want to talk about what I've been doing on my island. I still have some listeners reach out to me every once in a while to catalog the Sanrio posters, so every time I get one of those requests, I make sure to fulfill it. I took a trip over to the island of Mount Glitter to visit Sabrina so she could catalog the Sanrio posters. Also, I visited Arcadia to visit KitKat AC. She posted about her island having the book for sale at Nooks, and I needed quite a few of those because I wanted some of those little libraries to put on my island, but I, but I couldn't get my hands on enough books. But the book is one of those items that's on the front table, so you're able to order as many as you want. So the reason I wanted to do it from an island is because that way you don't have the piece limit that you could order through the mail catalog, and then you also would have to wait a day. So when they're in the store, it's just easier to buy them all at once. So I went to her island, and I bought 15 books. I guess I went a little overboard, so I have a bunch of extra books, so if anybody needs a book, let me know. But while I was there... I traded some DIY recipes as well. I love going to other people's islands and then they always have the, you know, leave a DIY, take a DIY. I do end up getting quite a few DIYs that way that I never had. That's one thing I like to do. I like to take a few spare DIYs with me. So a little tip is if you guys are going to someone else's island to maybe sell something at Nooks or buy something, if you have a few of those extra DIYs, throw a few of them in your inventory if you have the slots. Then when you get there, what I like to do is drop them off right outside the airport and I'll just say like, go ahead and go through these. If there's something in there you need, feel free to take it. That way, while I'm off doing what I need to do, there's at least something for them to do. I also do the same for my KK songs. I had a few extra. I I must have ordered some that I already had, and I didn't know that I had them. So I have a few extras of those, so I'll always take those with me as well. So I want to thank both of you guys for letting me visit your islands, and I do have a little bit more on KitKat AC a little later in the show. Another thing that happened in my island, I finally got all my rocks moved into one place. On the last episode, I did go over a tutorial basically on how you can move your rocks, and I know it was a little bit lengthy. Um, For the people that were listening to that, if it was a little too much, I did put out a video to go along with it, but there are better ones out there. It was just, it's just kind of an episode I wanted to put out because it was a process that I was going through, so in case anyone had any questions, hopefully I was able to help them out a little bit. I I ended up running into a lot more problems with that than I thought, though, because every morning I would wake up and I would run over there. The first three days were great. Every day there was a rock in its place. Then on the fourth day, the fourth rock went in where it should have, but it was off by half of a square, so I couldn't have that. So I had to destroy it and move it, and not I didn't really realize that that would happen, so I put two mannequins in the other two spots where I wanted the rocks to go. That way that rock had no other choice but to go where it was. Then I took away one of the mannequins and hoped that the next rock would fall into place. I wake up the next morning and the rock was spawned near a kind of a corner of a path where I thought it wouldn't spawn because of the path being there, but it was but it was just in the spot right where it was able to spawn and I didn't catch it. So it didn't so it ended up taking a lot longer than I thought. But once that last rock was into place, the first thing I did was got rid of those mannequins because let me tell you, having so many of them all over your island is such a pain to maneuver. Another thing that happened in my island on Friday, May 29th, I 
achieved a five-star rating. And I was so surprised when I saw that. So what happened was in the morning I was walking around and I looked up at the top tier of one of my cliffs and I saw a special flower up there. I knew what that meant right away, so I ran up there and grabbed it and planted it over near my house. I have no idea how I got a five star because I had those mannequins all over the place at the time, so I was very surprised when it happened. And then another thing since the last episode, the museum event, when that happened, I ended up doing that every day. So I have, a, so I think it was, how many days? 12 or 13 days of that nonstop. So I have that many plaques of all the prizes and I don't know why I feel the need to do something every day if it's available, but I have to. And I, I know I shouldn't, but I don't know if the wedding event that's going on now, I've been doing that every day as well, and I'm unlocking stuff at different paces than other people that haven't been doing it every day. So I'm thinking in this instance, it's paying off. So if you don't know what the wedding event is, which I'm sure you do, you go over to Harv's Island and you just you just basically take wedding photo shoots for Cyrus and Reese. I've been having a little fun with it because it could get monotonous because the first day was you had to just set up uh, the ceremony and it was pink and white was her theme that she wanted. And then the next day it was the party, the reception. But then day three, it was back to the ceremony again. So it was, I got a repeat on the third day. Each time you do it though, you got a different prize. But then at the end of the week, I was surprised to see that it kind of wrapped up and it let you have a party, it let you bring all the people over. And it actually was an animated party where everyone was singing and dancing. And then the prize you got at that one was pretty cool. And they gave Harvey one. And what he said kind of gave me a chuckle. I posted a picture of that over on my Instagram. If you want to check that out, it's at Brewster's Roost. I don't want to spoil it in case you guys didn't do the event, but that's what I was talking about before. People unlocking things at different paces i've been doing it every day so at that last day of the week is when we had a party and other people were saying it wasn't the party set situation there so i don't know if by playing this every day and doing it maybe you'll unlock different things that you won't if you don't do it every day so that's just something to think about like i said the museum event i did that every day the prizes were always the same i didn't gain anything extra than if i just did it one time well, I shouldn't say I didn't gain anything extra. I have 13 plaques of all the different things laying around, but, but that's just because I have a problem and I have to keep doing things if they're out. So I want to take a moment to introduce a new segment I want to do. It's called the Community Spotlight. What this segment is going to be is I want to spotlight you, the listeners. If you've done anything on your island that you're proud of or you've achieved anything and you really want to share it with the community, I want you to email me, BrewstersRoost at gmail.com. You can tell me what happened and I'll be glad to talk about it on the show. I mentioned KitKat AC before when I was talking about islands I visited, and that's the first person I want to highlight on this community spotlight. So on June 1st, she saw a lily of the valley plant while she was walking around. I noticed that she posted a picture of it online asking what it was. Well, for those of you that don't know, when you get a five-star island, that special plant grows. And when you see it, you want to venture over to Resident Services. Make sure you talk to Isabel because she'll have a special prize for you. I'm not going to spoil what it is here, but if you do happen to see an odd-looking flower, it's just, it basically looks like a white, a little white tulip that's like hunched over a little bit. Back in the previous games, it was called a Jacob's Ladder. I've only seen one on my island so far. I don't know if they'll keep spawning every day, but I only planted it over by my house. I, I removed it and put it over there just so I can keep an eye on it. But I just want to say a congratulations to KitKat AC for achieving your five-star rating. So if you've done anything in your game that you would like me to talk about on a future Community Spotlight segment, please make sure you get in touch with me. I'd love to share it with the community. Plus, I love hearing stories about people enjoying their game. I'm gonna go take a coffee break right now, but when I come back, we're gonna go over some tips and tricks for beginners and for old players alike. So for this coffee break, I wanna say a thank you to somebody who left the newest review on iTunes. This review comes in from somebody named Unidentified Potato. They gave a five-star review. They said, I honestly love this podcast. The whole vibe is super calming, and I wouldn't change a thing. So, Unidentified Potato, I want to thank you so much for leaving me that iTunes review, and anybody that left a rating as well. If you are listening to the show and you haven't left a review or a rating, 
please make sure that you do. Also, another way you can listen to the show, if you have a smart device, you can tell it to play the latest episode of Brewster's Roost, an Animal Crossing podcast on Spotify. So with that said, if anybody has any issues trying to get the show, make sure you reach out to me and I'll see what I could do to get it on any platform available. Also, if you would like your name or review read on the coffee breaks on this show, there are a couple of ways you could do it. You could leave a review on iTunes, or if you would like to support the show financially, you could go over to coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Brewster. I have a page set there where you could leave a $3 donation if you enjoy what I do. But if you can't support the show financially, if you could tell at least one person about the show, I would really appreciate it. Now we're going to get back to the show and get on with those tips and tricks. Some of these tips and tricks might be old news for players that have been playing for a long time. But like I said, you can't forget, you were new at some point too. So it's always good to get a helpful tip here and there. So one of the tips I want to start out with is every day when you're walking around, there's going to be a set number of things that always happen every day. As long as you don't have all your money trees there, every day you will see a glowing spot in the ground. Every day you're also going to be able to hit your rocks and tap them for resources. Also every day while you're walking around, if you shake your trees, not your fruit trees, but if you shake any of the other trees, there is a piece of furniture in a tree every day. As well as your villagers are going to be crafting DIYs every day. Now I've heard that it happens three times a day, morning, afternoon, and night. I can't verify that since I don't get a chance to find them all every day, but apparently three times a day you have a chance of having your villager make a DIY. So make sure if you don't see your villager walking around, go stop in their house. And that's another tip too, if you don't see your villagers every day, make sure you are checking up on them because every once in a while some of them will be sick and they'll be in their house. And if you bring the medicine, they'll appreciate it. But back to the glowing spots on the ground, I want to cover that one real quick. So that's where you would plant a money tree. So if you dig that up, you're gonna, you'll be digging up a bag of bells. Now at the beginning stages of the game, you're going to want to keep that money because you're, you don't have any. But what that is, it's a place where you can plant the bag of bells back in the ground and then a tree will grow. Then in a couple of days, it will spawn three bags of bells. What a lot of people don't know is you could plant the bag of bells back in the glowing spot and as soon as that little tree sapling's there, you could dig it up and then you can move it wherever you want and it'll still grow the bell tree. Right now, I haven't been shaking my bell trees, so I don't get that glowing spot anymore. So I think I'm maxed out. So I don't know what the number is. I haven't walked around and counted them yet, but there is a maximum amount of bell trees you can get. But once you have them all, that glowing spot won't grow anymore until you shake one. So if you were ever curious about what you could do with that, that's what it is. I think in some of the older games, I can't remember, it's been so long since I played a lot of them, but I thought you threw a tool in one of them and then you would get a golden tool, but I could be wrong. Another tip is how do you throw some stuff away? So every once in a while you'll get an item that nobody wants. It could be a... Rotten turnips will sell, but if you get a painting from Red that's not an authentic painting, Timmy and Tommy won't buy it. And unless you want to hang it up in your island or put it out for display purposes, it's of no value. Nobody wants it. But every once in a while you'll have an item that you just don't want anymore. If you have a garbage can, it could be in your house or out on the island anywhere, you could actually tap the garbage can, like walk up to it and push A, and then you could throw an item away. That's an easy way to get rid of stuff, if it's something that Timmy and Tommy won't buy. Other than that, I'll take anything there that I don't want, just so I can get some bells out of it. So another tip is when you want to send a villager a note, it could be pretty tedious to sit there and type it out by hand. Especially if you're not playing handheld, because you got to sit there with the cursor and the Joy-Con and just move the thing left and right to pick each letter. But if you have a USB keyboard, all you have to do is hook it up to the Nintendo Switch, and then you're able to type out those letters as fast as you could normally type. So another tip is for villagers' birthdays. If you have a villager on your island and you know it's their birthday, you want to go over to Nooks and buy some wrapping paper for the present that you got them. If you pay attention, they give you clues as to stuff that they like, or you can kind of tell by the type of villager they are. They will appreciate a gift a lot more if it's wrapped. So go over to Timmy and Tommy's and buy wrapping paper. I wrap any gift I get. It's not just for their birthdays. Anything I give a villager, I'll wrap it, but for the birthdays, it just makes it extra special. 
And while you're in there, if you are going to a party, make sure you buy one of those party poppers that are in the cabinet as well. When you do all these types of little things with villagers, it really builds up a friendship with them. Eventually, if you do enough things, they're going to give you a picture of themselves that you can hang up in your house. And another tip with those pictures that they give you, you could customize the frames on them. The pictures are cool. You could hang them up on the wall, or you could put them on a mantle or a table or something like that. So if you haven't earned a picture from a villager yet, just keep on trying. Another fun tip that not a lot of people realize you could do is you could actually move your mailbox from outside of your house. All you have to do is walk over to it and pick it up. And then you could put it anywhere in your island that you want. You could put it right outside your airport, or you could put it right outside of the resident services area. This feature is actually pretty cool later in the game. You can customize the mailbox, so you can make it like a bigger mailbox, so that one looks a little cooler when it's out by resident services. Another thing with this game, now it's 2020, there's so many services out there that'll let you communicate with other players. Back in the day when Wild World came out, there was basically like the ACC community board. I used to use that a lot, but now there's phone apps and there's websites. There's so many things that you could do to interact with other people. So while you're on some of these sites, you might see some terms that you're not too familiar with and maybe you don't know what they mean. So if someone says that they want to host a catalog party, I know I've talked about cataloging before, but I'll just take another second here just to explain what it is. So if you ever went to the Nook Shopping Center, you're able to purchase items that you have previously picked up in your game. Some items are not for sale, obviously, but as long as you have picked up an item, you're able to order it right through that system. So for example, if somebody says they're hosting a catalog party for kitchen items or garden gnomes or something similar to that, what they mean is they want you to come over and all you're going to do is pick up the item and just drop it right back down on the ground. Then when you're back on your island, you could order the item. It'll show up in your catalog where you could order things from. A lot of the items in the game have variations. So for instance, every time I have a garden gnome for sale in my shop, it's always the same one, but there's I think six or seven different gnomes you can get. So if somebody were to host a catalog party and I went over and picked up all those gnomes, I could go back to my island and then order them all. It's a fun way to be able to accumulate items in the game, and then that way, as long as they're in your catalog, you can order them whenever you need. So I know that this game could be pretty in-depth, if you want it to be. And with the ease of this game and the access to other people, this couldn't be a better time to start getting into the series if you never were. But for those who have been playing for a long time, you understand how much easier it is now than what it used to be to figure out stuff. So if anyone does have any questions and they're not sure of anything in the game, the community for this game is amazing. I'm sure you could reach out to anybody, and if they have the answer, they'd be more than happy to help you. But with that said, if you have any questions, you can email me, BrewstersRoost at gmail.com, and I'll try to get you an answer if I could. I don't know everything. I'm just a player of the game, just like you guys. But I have been playing since a GameCube, so I do know some of the stuff here and there. A lot of it I have forgotten over the years, but it, but it comes back as you play. But like I said, I would have a lot more tips and tricks for you guys, but I don't want to bore people that have been playing the series, so if you do have a question, just make sure you get in touch with me. So that is about going to wrap it up for episode 24 of Brewster's Roost. Make sure you guys are out there playing that wedding event and try to unlock all the stuff that you can. And if you do, if you do set up some funny scenarios, make sure you tag me in them. I'd love to see them. For instance, the one day I set up a picture of me sitting up front kissing, kissing Reese and I had Cyrus off to the side crying. You could do stuff like that. They'll let you pull in any item from the catalog and the variation item of it as well. So if you set up any funny scenarios, make sure you send it over my way. I'd love to see them. Again, I want to thank you so much for listening to this show. I honestly appreciate it. I'm glad that I have listeners out there. If you'd like to be featured on an upcoming Community Spotlight segment, make sure you get in touch with me. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, don't let that coffee cool too much. Thank you for listening to Brewster's Roost, an Animal Crossing podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. And while you're there, please make sure that you rate and review the show. 
You can follow the show notes or see anything that I talked about on this episode by going to brewstersroost.blogspot.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, both at Brewster's Roost. And you could also email me with any comments, questions, or suggestions at brewstersroost at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to turn the tables and buy me a cup of coffee, you can do so over at ko-fi.com slash brewster, where you can make a $3 donation to help support the show. Again, thank you so much for listening. Now don't let that cup of coffee cool too much. See you next time.